You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a postcast edition as BYU men's basketball takes care of business against the Portland Pilots with a 78-65 victory. This is not your brother's Portland Pilots squad of years past. Much improved squad, but BYU handles them all the same. We're breaking it down next right here on Postcast. You are locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a postcast edition of Locked On Cougars, a bonus episode, if you will. My name is Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us here on Postcast. BYU improves to 17-4 and on the season, 5-1 and in West Coast Conference play by virtue of a 78-65 victory over the Portland Pilots. A nice win for BYU and a similar win to what we saw the other night against San Diego. BYU BYU struggling in the first half, their opponent jumping on them a little bit early, but BYU weathering the storm. Think of it as kind of a boxing analogy, I feel like, in these games. BYU's kind of felt out the opponent in the early rounds, took some shots from those opponents, but you knew as they got into the latter half of that boxing match, and in this case, the second half of this basketball game, BYU absorbed everything that that opponent could throw at them, and then BYU started throwing their combinations. They started throwing their haymakers, and BYU comes out on top, going to, like I mentioned, 17-4 and four on the season. 78 points, a nice output for the Cougars. The more impressive part was a very balanced scoring effort. Four Cougars in double-digit scoring led by uh, T. John Lucas's 16 points. Also had seven assists. This was T. John Lucas's best performance, in my opinion, since the Liberty win out there at the Diamond Head Classic. He was an absolute maestro that day against Liberty, and I thought he did it again in this game against Portland. Those seven assists, absolutely phenomenal, but those 16 points, BYU needed every one of them. Him and Caleb Lohner is who helped BYU weather the storm early. I talked about Caleb Lohner uh, a couple weeks ago on this podcast saying that we needed to see more from him. We're seeing more from him. He's getting better and better each game as he goes along and he's getting more and more comfortable and more and more aggressive on the offensive end. 5-9 and nine shooting for him. Just an impressive outing. And then Fush Traore. Folks, perfect from the field. 6-6 six of six from the field. 13 points. A grand total of 10 rebounds in this game. 4 assists as well for the big man. I am loving more and more of what Big Foose is bringing to BYU. And then the big star off the bench. The good juju, if you will, from Locked On Cougars going the way of Seneca Knight. He goes 5-11 of 11 from the field. 4-9 of nine from 3. 14 points. I am. I, I don't know how to describe this. Uh, some of you have been tweeting at me the last two games saying, Jake, ever since you called out Seneca Knight and his quote-unquote inefficiency or just his inability to really affect games, he's been on an absolute tear. So maybe we have an ability here on Locked On Cougars to put some good juju out there and help guys have better performances. I'm not going to necessarily say that is the exactly the case, but I am very, very pleased to eat a bunch of crow on calling Seneca Knight out. I'm really reticent to do it by and large. Any any of you who have listened to this podcast for a long time, no, I'm not keen on really uh, narrowing in on guys, but hey, if it yields the results that Seneca Knight has shown the last two games and hopefully will continue to show moving forward, I'll take it. I think Seneca Knight's having a little bit of what we saw from Caleb Lohner happen to him, uh, Caleb Lohner of last year 
year. Many of you will recall last year, Caleb Lohnerin, he had a similar start to this season where he was just absolutely ice cold offensively for BYU. He was 0 from 3 until BYU got to West Coast Conference play, and then Caleb Lohner turned it on in conference play and really just got going and was a big part of BYU's team during the latter half of last season. Seneca Knight might be that guy this year for BYU. Struggled in the non-conference, really trying to find his role on this team, and as I have said, I just didn't see what he was bringing to the table, and I was kind of out on him. But the last two games in particular, he has really started to turn it on. He's really started to find himself in BYU's offense, finding a shot in rhythm, hitting timely shots. Man, I'm impressed. I, I am more than happy to eat crow on Seneca Knight. But I thought it was a very balanced game for BYU. Alex Barcelo didn't have to do it all. He played 33 minutes, actually had one of his worst shooting uh, games he's had all year. 3 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 1 of 2 from the free throw line. Just 9 points, 4 assists for a Barcelo. But his teammates stepped up in his absence, and that was a good sign. A guy that BYU does need to get going again, that actually I thought had it earlier on this season and has had it in spells, but it seems to disappear at times, is Trevin Nell. Trevin Nell has got all of the talent to be a legit 3 and D guy for BYU, I feel like. I have, I'm a high, high believer in what this guy can do, but when he goes 0 of 3 in this game in 18 minutes, has 0 points, that's not good enough, especially as a guy who is in the starting lineup for the BYU basketball program. BYU may consider shuffling the lineup a little bit and moving Trevin Nell to the bench and seeing if that might get him going. I, I don't know what will jolt him, but hopefully the locked-on Cougars bounce or whatever you want to term it, I need a good name for that, by the way. If you guys have a suggestion for a name for that, like the the Locked On Cougars Juju, I, I don't know what to call it. If you got that for us, let us know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Locked On Cougars on Facebook, on Instagram, or on Twitter. Or you can tweet at me, Jacob C. Hatch, on Twitter, or email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Absolutely love your guys' input on what we're going to call this because hopefully the next guy we can help really kind of get out of the doldrums is Trevin Nell. But I think overall, this is an impressive win for BYU, and this is not the typical Portland team we have seen over the last three or four years under Terry Porter. We're talking Portland was absolutely abysmal under Terry Porter, and he tried his best to get things off the ground, but Shante Lagans, the new head coach there at Portland, Brought in a lot of transfers, and they gave BYU everything they could handle. They raced out to a 15-7 to lead, I believe, was early on in this game. And this is a team that's got a lot more firepower on it than it has had for many, many years, speaking of the pilots. And uh, they gave BYU everything they could muster, and they fall to 10-9 and on the season, 1-3 and in conference. But for the first year under a new head coach, Portland is off to a very good start. But if you're BYU, you handled your business. You handled, you held serve, I guess, So if you want to use that terminology. We're using all kinds of analogies. We're using boxing analogies. We've gone to tennis now. We're going all over the place tonight, folks. But nonetheless, you held serve at home. Now you go back out on the road. Thursday night, next Thursday night, you're at Santa Clara, a 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip on ESPN. You follow it up with your second matchup with the Pacific Tigers. That'll be Saturday, 7.30 p.m. tip on ESPN. So a big week in Northern California or I guess Central California for BYU. You handle business there. Then you come back home the following week for the probably the two biggest games remaining on your schedule. Home dates against San Francisco and against number one Gonzaga. It's a big couple of weeks upcoming for BYU. But so long as BYU continues to handle all of their business outside of the top four in the, in the West Coast Conference. So you had your business against everybody not named San Francisco, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's. And if you take care of business against San, San Francisco and St. Mary's because Gonzaga I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that you're not expected to win that game. 
BYU is going to find themselves in a very, very good spot come Selection Sunday. It's crazy to think about that we are under two months away. I think we're like, what, seven weeks away from March Madness beginning. It's coming quick, folks, quicker than we, we might all imagine, but BYU is doing good things right now. This is a darn good basketball program, and it's really fun to watch them do their thing. So I think things are shaping up right now. BYU, I've said it before, I'll say it again. They are carrying the banner for the state of Utah right now. And if you're not on board with this BYU basketball program, get on board. They're absolutely rocking and rolling. And it's really fun to watch them do their thing because... This is a team that just has a ton of grit and a ton of fight to them. They don't have a lot of flash, I don't feel like, uh, but they are a team. They believe in themselves. They believe in what they are doing. Now, one other note before we go here, I wanted to also uh, give a shout-out to the BYU women's basketball team, the 17th-ranked Lady Cougars, 15-1 and on the season, 5-0 and in West Coast Conference play now after beating San Diego 74-63 to on the road to remain perfect in league play. Shaylee Gonzalez. Folks, if you don't know her name, get to know her name. She wears the number two. She is worth the price of admission to go watch BYU women's basketball. If you don't have an opportunity to see her in person, pull up a stream. Watch them. Watch this women's hoops team. They are outstanding. They are so much fun to watch. I just talked about the fact that I don't feel like this BYU men's basketball team has a lot of style, a lot of flash. That's what the women's team has in spades. They are are incredible, and they are just continuing to get it done. Shaylee Gonzalez had a season-high 29 points. Her backcourt running mate, Paisley Harding-Johnson, who is just absolutely incredible in her own right, had 19 points of her own. Absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal performance from both of them as BYU continues their perfect run through the West Coast Conference. The only team they have lost to all year long, Oklahoma, is just a few spots ahead of them in the national rankings. This women's team, folks, they are probably going to be higher uh, seated in the NCAA women's tournament or I guess yeah NCAA women's tournament than the men's team is very clearly the early projections right now have the women's team being a four seed the men's team seven eight nine seed so get on board hop on the bandwagon if you're a women's hoops fan or you should be a women's hoops fan that's what I'm trying to say you need to get on the bandwagon with this team they're absolutely phenomenal uh, the Cougars and Toreros are right back in action Monday 5 p.m. tip off at the Marriott Center this is a game that's being uh, that was postponed due to COVID issues with the Toreros they come to Provo 5 o'clock tip off at the Marriott Center Monday night has been rescheduled from a game uh, back in December that will be televised on BYU TV so there you go that is your opportunity either get to the Marriott Center Monday night spend family night down there watching Jeff Judkins and his squad do battle with the Toreros or tune in on BYU TV. Watch them. This women's team is so much fun to watch. They are so good. But the good news is basketball alive and well in Provo. Really cool to see the 1980-81 men's basketball team honored. Uh, obviously 40 some odd years after their Elite Eight run, the deepest run BYU's ever had in their basketball men's basketball history. Some good things happening for BYU basketball right now. So fun times if you're a Cougar fan. So that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Cougars. We'll be back on Monday with a full recap of the weekend and all other BYU sports. Some additional thoughts on BYU basketball. And obviously we've got plenty of other BYU football topics to hit on, etc. So we'll have plenty for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for tuning into this postcast edition of the show. It's absolutely a privilege to be with you guys and talk about these games. It's fun Saturday night. I sit down after these games, knock out a few of my thoughts and 
throw it up on the internet for you guys to listen to and you guys respond in droves. It's so much fun to get your guys' thoughts on this. So I appreciate you guys weighing in with your thoughts. Uh, one thing before we go, want to remind you guys that today's show has been brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They're ha- wishing you a happy new betting years. They continue their run in the NFL playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for the best sports wagering action for 2022. Of course, it's a new year and that means that Bet Online they have a brand new updated desktop and mobile website which you can sign up for free at today. That's betonline.ag. And while you're there, make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. From football to basketball to hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022, as Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Once again, 50% welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag. It's all courtesy of your friends over there at Bet Online where the game starts. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you hear this, and I hope you guys are all doing good. And until next time, this has been Postcast right here on Locked on Cougars.